everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 426. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're getting super psyched to watch the Kaldheim Championships coming up this weekend, or maybe you've busted out a box of Time Spiral Remastered oh, yeah. uh, and done some games on Spell Table with your friends. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, speaking of the Kaldheim Championship, we're going to get you ready for the championship this weekend with a preview. That's right. We're also going to talk to you about all of the different magic, quote, psychographic profiles. What does that mean? It just means that a while back, they identified <laughs> a couple of different types of magic player. Oh. And we're going to have a little quiz to help you figure out which one you are, plus a horoscope for Strixhaven, depending oh. on which one you are. I love a good Cosmo quiz, Megan. <laughs> well, don't worry, Maria. We've got one for you. But before we start the show, a huge, enormous size of Jupiter thanks to everybody who's a patron over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. A special shout out to Jay, who became Yay. a patron in this past week. Thank you, Jay. We super appreciate everyone who becomes a patron, whether you are at a buck a month all the way up to however much you're able to give. It really means the world to us that you keep this show on the air in the air, technically. Yes. Coming out of the your cat's air. mouth. <laughs> coming yes. out of your cat's mouth. We've got so many cool rewards for different levels of patronage, access to our Discord, which is really the most joyful place on the planet, I think. Yes. Um, and just the warm feeling that knowing that you support the creators whose content you consume, which I think is the most uh, important part of it and such a great thing to do to keep this wonderful ecosystem of great magic content we have going. That's right. You know what? I always liked in biology was talking about like niche habitats and like things that live in like the smaller niche habitats. We are a niche habitat. We are a niche habitat. <laughs> and you've got anyway. to keep us alive. <laughs> we don't want the frogs to have 10 legs. That's right. Unless what? you're Simic. Um, <laughs> thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, a wonderful place to go for all of your magic needs. They've even got these cute custom tokens that they get yes. made to send you with your orders. Look at this cute thopter. It's a cute thopter. It's a cute thopter. And they'll just give it to you for free. Yes. Um, if you remember from our when we settled every debate ever, you know how important I think maintaining your board state is. Do it with some cute card kingdom tokens. Yeah, and people were like, well, what about kitchen table magic? Can't we just throw it on a fork and have that be something? And I'm like, yeah, fine. We're not talking about kitchen table magic. But yeah. even if you are playing kitchen table magic and you're Why using forks for tokens, a cute token. you can use these. Look at how cute it is. They'll give them to you for free. Look at how cute it is. They'll even give you good luck high five tokens if you mention That's in your order. Right. Yeah, so they're so cool. You can get your box of time spiral to play that with some of your friends on spell table. Like there's yep. a pre-release last weekend. And whatever you need, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Let's talk about the Call Time Championship. That's right. It is coming at you across three days this weekend, starting on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific and going all the way through the top eight bracket on Sunday. Yeah, you can catch the action over on twitch.tv slash magic. Basically, anytime you tune in, it's probably going on one of those days. Yeah. Or, or you'll the catch, replay a, re catch a replay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we've got $250,000 of prizes to give out. We've got more than 210 competitors from the Magic Pro League, the Magic Rivals. League and what we call challengers, people who aren't 
in either of those leagues and just qualified to play in this tournament through arena, through yeah. playing stuff for Star City Games online. That and they're kind of also hoping to earn spots in the postseason. Yes, tournaments. the postseason gauntlet tournaments, super important, um, which are coming up later this year. Um, this uh, getting points, accruing points to seed people for those tournaments, which basically are like, will you keep your job? Will you fall into a lower league? Ooh, will you uh, go oh up boy. into the rivals or the MPL? Yeah, so lots yeah. of exciting stuff that rides on the results of this tournament and following tournaments like the Strixhaven Championship coming up later this year too. But like basic story, lots of money, the best players playing, historic and standard, kind of yeah. setting the metagame from here on out. That's right. And so we won't know deck lists until they are published on Friday. Yeah. But we're going to give you a little preview of what's been hot in some of these formats recently. What's been happening. To kind of get an idea of what you might see when you tune in this weekend. Yeah, I love playing the top decks in the format once I know what people are playing in the, in the events these weekends and after they've played them, seeing if I can do well with some of the top decks that the pros used. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of a guess on what a lot of people might be playing. Uh, so let's talk about historic first because that's my favorite yeah we've got jund sacrifice Classic. which of course just been around forever you can play it with collected company you cannot play it with collected company you can do all sorts of things with it but mostly you're gonna sacrifice mostly you're gonna put cats in ovens and yep. ping your opponent for little chunks of damage with, with the help of mayhem devil make yeah. them sacrifice their own creatures with the priest the dj priest that's what i like to call her <laughs> priest of forgotten <laughs> gods <laughs> the dj priest uh yep. yeah um and just make their lives generally miserable yeah and so if that sounds like you jun sacrifice is the deck you want to play? Ooh, there's also an Azorius control list. Yes, Azorius that's control. Been around. Welcome to Historic. Ooh. This deck hasn't been a thing in Historic over the last few big tournaments, but welcome Azorius control. It's everything you imagine in a control deck. Megan, Ugh. this has got to be up your alley because yeah. it is pure, unfiltered, or wait, pure filtered control? I don't know. <laughs> Which one is right? Well, it's either filtered or unfiltered, but either way, you've got Dream Trawler, you've got Teferi Hero of Dominaria, you've got Wrath of God, which of course you I love. <clears throat> Doomscar, which of course I also love. Yep. Ooh, search for his Kanta. Great. Yeah, looking, just looking good, everybody. It's all counter spells, it's all board wipes, it's all permission, and then you win with like I don't know, maybe Teferi's ultimate or Dream Trawler or by making your opponent just wish they were dead. Yeah. And clicking Sultai concede. Sultai Ultimatum. It's not just for standard, everybody. It's also for historic it's if you want it to be. It's not just for standard anymore. That's right. Um, it's got the addition of stuff like Narset, Parter of Veils. Wow. Nissa, Who Shakes the World. Liliana, Dreadhorde General. So some really nice big finishers in here that you can cast, which you don't necessarily have access to in the standard version. Yeah, so playing Emergent Ultimatum is basically everything that you've ever wanted. You ramp up into it, making sure everything's mm -hmm. clear on the way, and then you get to cast two spells for free out of three that you search up from your deck, which essentially means that your opponent's going to have a bad choice. Yes, no matter, no matter what, what, it's always bad. <laughs> You're like, ooh, there's Liliana, there's a sweet board wipe, there's this other card that I hate, probably all runs Epiphany, so they can yep. take another turn. What am I going to tuck back into their library? 
You know I, what? Do you know what? Doesn't even Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm probably dead. You're, yep. You just probably are. Oh, Kiora best the sea god. Oh, yeah. That's a sweet oh, one. Oh, man. Some, some great stuff. Vorinclex. Yeah. This deck is cool because it basically lets you cast big, stupid stuff that your opponent can't deal with. So if you're somebody who likes big, splashy spells, yeah. Sultai Ultimatum is the deck for you. Uh, next up is Rakdos Arcanist, which has also been around for a while. Yeah. Maria, you've tried this deck before. I love Rakdos Arcanist. It's so cool you get to basically just kind of replay your spells for all the value in the world that you've ever wanted. You get to play Young Pyromancer, which is a staple of modern Ooh, yeah. for many years. Make lots of little elementals. Young Peasy. And then, of course, you've got your Arcanist friend to get st spells back from the, your graveyard that you've dumped into there by sacrificing your own creatures, drawing cards, and playing them again for free. Like what, you ask? Thoughtseize? Yeah, what's meaner than thoughtseizing someone once? Doing it again. Yep. Pretty mean. Pretty Ooh. mean. And then just, you know, attacking with all of your little one ones that you've made with Young Peasy. Or just getting them to concede because they have no cards in hand yep. and never will again. <laughs> Once again, a morale buster. Either way, it works. Yeah, I love Rakdos Arcanist. There's so many different lines at any point of the game. And trying to decipher them is like putting together a fun little jigsaw puzzle in your mind. Maria, you've also played this next one, which is Orzov Auras. <laughs> of course I have. This is the Boggles deck of Historic, everybody. Orzas. Or Orzov Auras. It just seems like you should be able to portmanteau those words, but they Orzas. also don't go together great. No, I can't figure it out. Yeah, this is like welcome, you know, core spirit dancer to historic. A few, yeah. like, what was it? Historic Anthology 3? 2? 2? I'm not yeah. sure. But once that card came in, we were like, okay, we're doing the boggles thing. Yes. <laughs> Put auras on this bad boy, draw cards, make it huge, attack in, swing for lethal a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And with the addition of Kaya's ghost form... Of all things. In this black-white version, you put that aura on somebody, and once it dies or gets exiled, it comes right on back. Wow. Right on back, baby. So you yep. don't even care if something happens to it, because hopefully you have more auras in your hand. Because you've been drawing draw, so many draw cards. Draw more cards, put it on there, draw more cards, and the cycle continues. <sighs> this deck also plays Claim to Fame, which for a single black mana, if you've killed my core or my SRAM or whatever, I can just boop. Put it, put it back from the graveyard into play. Draw more cards. Do it again. This is the best version of the Auras deck, in my opinion. A blue-white one ran around out there for a little while. This one is competitive, and I do expect to see competitors playing it this weekend. Wow. All right. Spicy take, Maria. Yes. I had a take about this deck, too. I said that a player will win by attacking with a flying core spirit dancer that's bigger than Emra Cool. Wow. <laughs> All right. So bigger than a 13-13? Yeah. Yeah. That's my prediction. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. There you go. Uh, next up, there's we've got a couple of spicy brews. Yes. Like this one, which uses Enigmatic Incarnation. I love this deck. Which is, an in case you didn't remember, an enchantment for two green blue. At the beginning <laughs> of your end step, you may sacrifice another enchantment. If you do, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrificed enchantment's converted mana cost. Put that card into the battlefield and shuffle your library. So it's like birthing pod for enchantments that Ooh, turns them into creatures. That's pretty nice. This deck is very fun. I yeah. played it on stream a little bit the other day. Uh, <laughs> you just are doing 
Like you've got so many different cards because you need need different CMCs of creatures thanks to Enigmatic Incarnation. But once you get that engine rolling, it just doesn't stop because it allows you to play a toolbox deck to go and search out whatever you need from your deck as long as you have an enchantment to sacrifice that deals with whatever you're you're facing from the other side of the board. And of course, you get to play cool stuff that is just like big, bad, boom, boom hitters because you're (laughs) playing four colors and the world tree and like who cares. (laughs) I'm very skeptical that anyone will play that deck. I hope somebody does. Do you know what? I hope so. <laughs> I'm into it. It's a deck that has made Mythic, so somebody has done it with this deck. All right. Maybe so, so then. We'll see. Uh, there's also a little elves deck running around, Cute. which has stuff like Allosaurus Shepherd to pump all of your elves later on. Oh, cool. And then obviously using Collected Company just to put lots of them into play. Yeah. You also have Realm Walker, which oh. comes from Kaldheim. This is two and a green for a two, three changeling. And as it enters the battlefield, you can choose a creature type you may look at the top card of your library at any time you may cast creature spells of the chosen type from the top of your library i choose elf yeah i think that that's <laughs> I cho- pretty, I choose pretty wise demon yeah we've also got elvish war master from call time oh sure which oh, pumps cool. up all of your elves uh so yeah you know maybe maybe this deck got enough from call time that it it could potentially go somewhere. Really interesting. A beloved deck in modern for years and years to see if it's powerful enough to hang in historic. Yeah. Really interesting. Speaking of tribal decks, this one is an angel's deck. Oh, nice. It's also got that uh, life gain yes. theme that we've seen in historic on and off since the format was introduced. Yeah, exactly. With Soul Warden being one of the cards in this mm-hmm. deck. And you can gain life and use it with Speaker of the Heavens to make angels. Yep. Bishop of Wings also yep. gains you a lot of life. With I love all these it. Angels. Youthful Valkyrie is a cool angel in this. Like it's counters when you play more angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resplendent Angel is an angel that like I've loved for a long time and yeah. is uh, hanging out in this deck as well, making more angels when you gain life. Yeah. So. It's also got Linvala Shield of Seagate, which is one white and a blue for oh, yeah. a 3-3 three, three angel wizard flying at the beginning of combat on your turn. Blah, blah, blah. Stuff about a full party. But most importantly, you can sacrifice Linvala, uh, choose hexproof or indestructible creatures you control, gain that ability until end of time. Yeah, really great to protect yourself against Doomscar and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might think, oh, Angels, that's kind of a silly deck. This deck is competitive and it runs Collected Company too. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two people bringing Angels this weekend. That'd be pretty cool. And then obviously there's some longstanding historic staples like Goblins and Gruel Aggro that we'll probably see out there at least in a couple of copies. Megan, if you were playing, which of these historic decks would you bring? <sighs> Azorius Control. I just can't believe you even asked me that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think this. I think this historic metagame is shaping up to look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm very interested to see because we haven't had a lot of high level historic tournaments recently. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see where the format is right now. Absolutely. I think historic looks great. Hopefully the metagame will bear out my words as pure truth. <laughs> Unfil- unfiltered. I was thinking because like filtered means like it's, you know, you're getting the it's impurities distilled. out. But unfiltered is like just it's. It's everything. It's everything. Get all of it. So which is it? (laughs) Filtered or unfiltered control? Because I feel like it's filtered control because you got to like cut all the chaff and only get the best of the best control cards. All right. Pure filtered control. Yeah. (laughs) But we're not only playing in Stark Worlds, we're playing standard. That's right. So in standard, of course, we've got Sultai Ultimatum, which has made a big splash at some of the league weekends recently. You can go and get those big spells, Kiora Best the Sea God, 
Vorinclex, Ulrin's Oof. Epiphany. Like, it's just all bad for you, okay? If they cast, if they get to cast their yeah, ultimatum, it's, it's just going to be a bad time for you. Bad time for you. Uh, mono Red Aggro and Mono White Aggro are two decks yes, we can expect they're still to around. see. Uh, Faceless Haven in these snow decks. Mm-hmm. I'm calling them snow because there's no drawback to running snow mountains or snow plains. Yeah. Except there's a, a draw up. Um, draw up <laughs> a draw not back a draw forward a draw forward because you get to play faceless haven for free yeah. and activate it and so you've got a little mm-hmm. four three there to attack in case your board gets cleared and of course they've got some powerful equipments like mall of the skyclaves oh, yeah. going for them sword of the realms big time which is a real annoying one in that mono white deck absolutely or of course emberclave 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 goes beep beep <laughs> does it I yeah. mean, I guess, yeah, beep, beep. it does. Beep, beep. Anyways. Uh, Naya Adventures has also been real hot recently. Oh, there's so many different builds of Naya yes. Adventures out there. So we can expect to see a few different kinds, I think. A few different flavors, yeah. if you will. Showdown of the Scalds being one of the reasons mm-hmm. to play this deck. And Maria, most recently, lots of these are playing Toski. Oh, Toski. How do you feel about it? My dear squirrel boy. I love you, Toski. You're yeah. great. I was playing around with a Toski deck in Historic yesterday. Wow. It did all right. Okay. It then. was Bant Toski. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't counter it. They can't kill it. No. But it's terrible against sacrifice, which is yes, the problem. Because then does you just quite bad. have to sacrifice you have to your sack Toski. It. Very sad. Or Toski. But yeah, I'm very if you're playing Toski, you're doing it right, in my opinion. Cute <laughs> squirrel, draw cards, can't kill him. Can't counter him. He's everything I ever dreamed about. Yeah. yeah. And of course, cycling um, is yeah. back in vogue once again yes. in standard. And you know, it's pretty good. It is. Yeah, this it's new legit. Build, this new build has like a lot of game Yeah, all across. Like it can go long with stuff like Improbable Alliance. It can get you dead early with stuff like Flourishing Fox. Absolutely. Um, it's got that reach with Zenith Flare. It's... It's a solid deck. It's legit. Mm-hmm. And of course, Megan, you hate this deck, but rogues. Rogues can bite me. Rogues is still a deck. Demir rogues. Ruin crab. Go. <clears throat> what are you going to say next? Ruin yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Maintaining that PG rating. <laughs> yeah. Mill you, counter you, kill you, draw all the cards within the story. Oh, Demir rogues. Annoying people since its debut in yep. two th- 2002. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Why not? Who knows? I forgot how to say years. Oh, well, my they God. don't matter anyways. <laughs> That's true. Time is a farce. Uh, and we're yeah. living in two dimensions. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> those are the main decks we want to talk about in his Saturn Historic. But um, the real question, I think, to be answered is, which is the most metal card? We are playing the Kaldheim Championship, the most yes. metal set of all time. So, Megan, what is the most metal card of all time? My answer was Nexus of Fate. Explain yourself. Because that art is baller what is right? it it's so good it's like the swirling time thing and someone someone trapped i've got to say i haven't ever looked at the art of nexus oh, of fate we'll deeply right now. because i'm just too angry when it gets cast See, against Maria? me <laughs> and that is why it's the most metal card because <laughs> it just makes you mad it it awakens the rage within exactly look at it it's, oh yeah um, it's like it's a sarkin n- like oh it is sarkin sarkin with a giant sword and like time just 
you know, going going wild around him. That is pretty metal looking. It's very metal looking. And nothing's more metal than just taking all of the turns for yourself. Well, Megan, I beg to differ that there is something more metal. And that card is meddling mage. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> because metal is in the name meddling mage and it's a likeness of chris bakula who is a magic player that if you know him you know him as the biggest metalhead you've ever known yeah. in your life um got his likeness on a card much like paulo will have his likeness on a card and come with strixhaven for winning <laughs> worlds and yeah somebody responded to um what's the most metal card of all time because i tweeted this out and they're like maria you're forgetting indestructible aura which is a just to be fair it's great a ripped bird <laughs> There's no other way to describe this card other than a ripped bird. It is a ripped bird wearing, I don't know, some kind of crazy vest, <sighs> crossing its arms, doing the metal finger symbol, like rock on, devil horns, yeah. whatever you think this is. And it some is like great. blasts it's of great. energy coming out behind it. This card is. I think this is one of my favorite magic arts of all time. Yeah. I mean... Get real. It's great. Listen to this flavor. Theodore strode the battle line, snatching <laughs> swords with his bare hands and casting them aside until all cowered before him. The, that bird's name is Theodore? <laughs> yeah, Theodore. <laughs> Illustrated by Mark Poole. A plus. Great stuff. Great, great metal stuff. card. If you have a card you think is the most metal card, you can let us know in the comments. We Yes, and yes, we know there is a card literally call, called Iron Maiden. Yes. <laughs> so, so how anyways, you picked that one? Let us, let us know. Uh, Maria. Yes. Who's going to win the whole thing, though? All right. So here's my prediction. Yeah. I say I'm going to take the easy road out, but also maybe the right road by saying Paulo Vitor Domodorosa. That's my pick. <laughs> You, you can't got, pick Paulo. You got Paulo's first pick last pick. You got first pick last time. Did I? I feel like you did. Last time we I talked about this. I don't think so. <laughs> Paulo. I need proof. <laughs> yeah. Did I, you also pick Paulo in like the. Yes. In the official article. I also did too. Yeah. I mean like look. I said. I was. I was feeling burned from when I did not pick Paulo for same, world championships. Exact same. Also, all I heard because I sat next to Athena all weekend of worlds. Yeah, and yeah. she had picked Paulo, and she just kept calling me dumb for not picking. Paulo. And you know what? She was. And right. She was right. It was, she a, was right. It was a small field event. Paulo's probably the greatest magic player of all time. Yes. And in fact, I think we said he was on our like settling debates episode yes. a few episodes ago. We did. And. <laughs> and we should have picked him and we didn't. And now we're trying to rectify okay, that. Okay, fine. You pick him. And I'll pick Nassif. Okay, that's fine. Both are doing very good in the MPL. Exactly. Paulo's number one in the MPL right now. After how many league weekends of play? I don't know. Four of seven? Four? Yeah. Um, which is really hard. Yes. Like people being number one right now in the MPL is no joke. Yes. And he's just consistently held it. He's yes. not like the flavor of the week no, person that's like just at the top right now. Win out all his matches last week and he's held that spot. Ugh, it's absurd. Yeah. He's an absurd quality magic player. It's um But uh, you know what? Nasif is wild. too. So I'll take Nasif. All right, great. I feel like we've both made good decisions yes. here and no one has been forced to pick somebody they didn't want to pick. That's very true. <laughs> I was kidding. I know, I know you were. <laughs> I know. Excellent. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see this competition happen, tune in twitch.tv slash magic 9 a.m. Pacific Friday through Sunday. But do you um, know what? If anyone does not deserve to be a backup pick, it's game to see. Yeah, no, for sure. So he, he doesn't deserve it. No. After all, he never fails to disappoint. <laughs> 
which is something that Maria infamously once said about Missy. I meant impress. I meant impress. And I know some people are confused by like, oh, these tournaments, like, what do they mean? How do you get in them? Because we've changed OP structure so many times over the past yeah. few years, which is totally fair take. Yes. Uh, but basically, like, what do you need to know? We got the MPL. We got the rivals, which are the best players yep. from the past year. We've got challengers, people who played, who qualified via arena, pl- via MTGO, via, you know, like Star City or other mm-hmm. outlets like that, playing for 250000 bucks. Um and yeah they want to win it there you go I think that's if you if you want to watch tournament that's what boil it down down. there There it is (laughs) (laughs) Maria let's talk about psychographic profiles ooh this sounds like an episode of something on Netflix it really does (laughs) welcome to another episode of psychographic profiles to catch a psychograph. We have now forayed into true crime here on Good Luck High Five. Uh, Do you know what? Most popular type of podcast out there. It's true. It's true. We can only go up. So what? Okay, we talked about it. It's types of magic players. So what are the top types of magic players? So a while, like... Ages and ages ago, really. Yeah, a um, long time ago. Magic was kind of like, hey, we've we've boiled it down, and there are some core types of magic players that we think everybody falls into one of these three types. Put me in a bucket. Yes. Uh, and originally, they were pretty gendered names. Yes. Um, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike. Mm-hmm. Spike, to be fair, not gendered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now they added, so it's like Timmy, Tammy, Johnny, Jenny, and Spike. Okay. Um, I don't like the names. I will be clear. I think that we should rename them. What do you want to name one? Okay, instead of Timmy and Tammy, it has to be a T and not gendered. What if their name was like... Teacup. Yeah. <laughs> or Tuba. 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 Okay, so this is... We're going to rename it. Tubas. You're a Tuba. You're a Tuba. Great. Previously known as Timmy or Tammy. So these are these are the players who like love like big, exciting plays. They Great. love their like, big creatures or like their cool, like super expensive enchantments. Enigmatic incarnation yes, would exactly. be one of these players. Yes. Um, they love to play for fun, and they love being social and having a bunch of interaction oh, with people. Oh, great. Um, and so this is from way back in the day, like one of Mark Rosewater's original quotes about it. Timmy wants to experience something. We'll say Tuba. Tuba wants to experience something. I can't do it. This sounds like a flavor text theater Mad Libs right now. All right. <laughs> Timmy plays magic because they enjoy the feeling they get when they play. Mm. What that feeling is will vary from Timmy to Timmy, but what all Timmys have in common is that they enjoy the visceral experience of playing. Wow. I think this is probably the majority of me being a Timmy Tammy tuba. Uh, (laughs) Because I love large, exciting plays. That's exactly what Boggles is. Um, And Enigmatic Incarnation, a deck I just mentioned being so fun, and I loved it despite being a little derpy. Yeah. Um, Playing for fun, mythical enchantments, social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of me is a Timmy Tammy, and then I'm going to have a dash of another archetype in here. (laughs) Um, Next up is Johnny Jenny. Okay. Um, so these are the players who love building like complex and creative decks. Oh, interesting. Like the classic c- combo players, yeah, you yeah, know, out yeah. there. Um, they want to break the game with cards that otherwise look just like terrible <laughs> on their surface. Like the card that's like one black discard your hand. They look at that card and they're like, there's a way to break this. One with nothing, you mean? Yes. That one? <laughs> 
They're just like, we can do this, right? Yeah, sure. Um, Mark Rosewater originally said, quote, Johnny is the creative gamer to whom magic is a form of self-expression. Johnny likes to win, but they want to win with style. It's very important to Johnny that they win on their own terms. Okay. As such, it's important to Johnny that they're using their own deck. Playing magic is an opportunity for Johnny to show off their creativity. I love this archetype. Yeah. Creative self-expression. Like this is my art is making this deck, which I have created for you. I think that I'm mostly a Johnny Jenny. Yeah. I was going to say this sounds like you. Yes. Yeah. I love combos. I love playing different flavors of control because I'm a control player and that's what I love to play. Um, And so this is, yeah, this is it for me. I think. Oh, cool. Uh, Next up, we've got Spike. Spike. Yes. One of I feel like maybe one of the most iconic ones of these oh, yeah, three. Like sure. Everybody knows Spike, right? Yeah. Competitive. They play to prove how good they are. They <laughs> want to find the best deck, even if they're just borrowing deck lists from other people or net decking it. Or even if they don't like playing with it, they will play it. Exactly. They're there to win because that's like the experience that drives them at their core. And I've got to say, I will never do that. Like I, I feel like I'm a spike a little bit because I really do enjoy the competitive aspect of magic and I like winning and all that kind of stuff. But one thing I will not do is play a deck that I don't enjoy playing Same to win. Yeah. I I agree that I am, I am a little bit of spike because I do love winning, but I will not play a deck that makes me miserable. Yeah. And, and a lot of pros, you know, I will not thought these people. They're like, this is, this is what you've got to do. And so I am like, I've heard, definitely heard Brad Nelson say this. Like, I don't care what's the best deck. I'm playing it. Like for me, winning is the game and winning is the part that I do. So I don't mind playing a deck. That's not like this mid range pile because it's like, Oh, that's the best deck. Sign me up. Oh, man. I actually... So last week, I had an article come out over on magic.gg, which was about a couple of challengers yeah. in the upcoming Call Time Championship. Check it out. And one of them... Um, yeah. One, I really recommend it because they both gave great answers. Yeah. It's um, really good. Johnny Gutman and David Inglis were the two players. Uh Anyways, really, like, just such great answers. I love learning about up-and-coming players. And David Inglis specifically was talking about how he'd had a little bit of success when um, Kark Clan Ironworks was a really excellent combo because he had loved playing that deck. And so when it hit big time, he, like, changed his deck list up a little bit and and had some success. I think, like, got on his first PT and stuff. Oh, great. And then it got banned, and he just kept playing bad decks. Mm. And he was, like, moaning about it in Canister's stream, um, Piotr Glagowski's stream. Yep. And Canister was just like, yeah, because you play bad decks, you're not winning. (laughs) And he, like, took that to heart. And, like, the thing that he did in 2020 was he, like, wrote this whole article where he evaluated every deck choice that he made for a tournament and whether it was the good choice for the tournament or not. Interesting. And he said that that's, it's, like, one of the biggest differences that it made in his ability to like actually do well at tournaments. So he took his medicine. Yeah. He took him medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Morrow said about uh, Spike's quote, Spike is the competitive player. Spike plays to win. Spike enjoys winning. To accomplish this, Spike will play whatever the best deck is. They will copy decks off the internet. They will borrow other players' decks. To Spike, the thrill of magic is the adrenaline rush of competition. They enjoy the stimulation of outplaying the opponent and the glory of victory. Yes. Iconic Spike. Yes. And so those are like the three player ones, but then they also have two, what they call quote aesthetic profiles. Okay. And so I think 
I think that one, Vorthos for me, they quote as like an aesthetic profile. Like you can be one of these two things or both of these things in addition to one of the player profiles. But I think Vorthos, I feel like there's enough people oh, yes, who identify absolutely. as like that is their thing. Yeah. So in our quiz below, we've added Vorthos as it's like own, not I think in addition it to. It should definitely be a yes. player profile for sure. So Vorthos is the flavor player. They're focused on the craft of being create of like the creativeness of magic. Yeah, I love it. Um, They love flavor. Flavor. They love the art of it. Um, they say, quote, appreciating cards with flavor and creative consistency. The name, the illustration, the card concept, the subtype, the flavor text. Each of these helps paint a picture of what exactly the card is representing. Yeah, 100%. And that's what Vorthos enjoys. Yeah. We know lots of Vorthoses. Yeah, and it's great. I think a lot of commander players are Vorthos focused. Yeah. And everything else, but also, yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's like another one called Melvin slash Melanie, focused on the craft of design and development, appreciate cards with interesting interactions. They like the, the design elements like the color pie and templating. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't include that one because that one I do feel like you can fall into a little bit more in addition to being the other ones. Whereas yeah, Vorthos, so. it's like, it feels distinct enough and there's enough people who feel distinct enough about it. All right, Megan. So how are we going to figure out which of these psychographs we are? <gasps> Don't worry, we made a quiz for you. A quiz! All right. So bust out a pen and paper. I got it. Get ready to write down your answers. Okay. I've got, I've got, I'm got, I'm going to put our answers down on here, okay? Okay. Um, which card makes you the most excited? Ooh. A, Jeskai Ascendancy. B, Thoughtseize. <laughs> C, Kosama, God of the Voyage. Oh. D, Emergent ultimatum. Oh, okay. Megan, what's you your answer? You know my answer is A. It's Jeskai Ascendancy. Okay, Megan says A, Jeskai Ascendancy. I'm going to say em Emergent Ultimatum, I guess. It reminds me a little bit of... Um, Wow, wow, why can't I think of that card already where you got everything back from the graveyard? Oh, yeah. Why is anyone doing that in Historic? Oh, um, what's its name? Liliana's Dreadhorde. Dread, Dreadhorde Invasion? Nope, no, that's not it. Dread, Liliana. <laughs> no, it's Liliana didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> She's in the art. That's why I'm thinking yes. of it. Dreadhorde. Command the Dreadhorde. Command the Dreadhorde. Okay, yes. There why we go. Why isn't anybody doing that? I don't know. It must not be powerful enough. It is six mana. It is $6, but how much is the immersion ultimatum? A billion. Like eight bucks? Seven, Seven bucks? Yeah. All right, I'm writing it down. Somebody make that All right. <laughs> um, okay, next up. You walk into a magic fest. Mm. Where's the first place you're headed? <gasps> a, you got to find some friends to test out this new brew. Yeah. B, you have to find the perfect 15th card for your sideboard before deck registration for the main event closes. <laughs> C, Artist Alley to get a print. D, the command zone, baby. I'm definitely going to Artist Alley, probably. <laughs> um, I'm definitely, oh man. Or getting, think, or getting the sideboard card. It's one of the two. I think I'm also going to Artist Alley. Okay. That's me. I love Artist Alley. <laughs> Same. It's great. Oh, Sunday we'll be back in a magic fest. It's true. All right. What gets you out of bed on the weekend? A, discovering something new and fun to do. B, there's a tournament to play. <laughs> C, having breakfast in your sweet house or apartment. Nice. D, you've got plans with friends. Oh, definitely C. <laughs> 100%. Give me that peanut butter toast. Um, I think mine is going to be D, I've got plans with friends. Got it. All right. Uh, the coolest thing about magic is... 
A, discovering something new and potentially broken. Mm. B, winning. <laughs> C, the amazing art. D, making so many new friends from all over. Oh, that's real cute. Definitely D. Oh, that's nice. Um, Wow. This is one's hard for me. Yeah, this is actually pretty hard. Like, I mean, it's a combination of these things. Yeah. I think for me, it's just B. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> All right. Got it. Um, what are you most excited about when you see new previews? Oh. A, finding a card that looks bad and making it good. <laughs> B, figuring out what the next Beck Death, the next best deck is going to be <laughs> C putting together what the story of the plane might be oh. D planning a draft with friends oh man D it's gotta be D right yeah, yeah. planning All that the draft days of friends drafts <sighs> alright tally up your answers okay, okay 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 which one do you have the most of I'm split between C and D oh and Megan you are most on D okay Fair enough. All right. Um, all right. So if you had the most A's, you're a Johnny. Johnny. If you had the most B's, you're a Spike. If you had the most C's, you're a Vorthos. Oh. And if you had the most D's, you're a Timmy. All right. So I've got I've got Timmy Vorthos split going on yeah, over here. You've and I've got, got Timmy. Timmy. Wow. Wow. Although I would argue, much like the sorting hat, if you <laughs> what you choose to identify as <laughs> is the most important. Uh, and when it comes to your so psychographic true. magic profile. What, how do you think Strixhaven sorts the students? I think, right, you get to pick, I you feel just like. Choose. With, yeah. Do you know what? Because honestly, that makes the most sense. It truly does. The most important thing about you is the choices that you make. That's right. Free will exists, but it only or exists if you choose to use it. Whoa! Mind blown. <laughs> Think about that right now, everybody. Mm -hmm. You could be the train that keeps just going down the track that's laid out in front of you, or you could pull the whatever this is and change switch. The, switch switch your track to go in a different wow. direction the thing is a lot of people never pull the switch did you know i think that actually the switch is to the side of the tracks so this metaphor doesn't work because it's someone else pulling the switch <laughs> to make the train you're right go a different you're right way. <laughs> and trains only go one direction anyway so what so are we exactly. even talking about <laughs> Boy, <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of fate, yes, uh, I wrote a couple of horoscopes. Great, by which I mean the universe wrote a couple of horoscopes. By the way, Megan forgot the word horoscopes this morning. And <laughs> did. what did you say? You said, "What is your?" I was like, "What's the word for like a forecast, but for your astrological?" Sign? That's right. I couldn't remember. You said recipe or forecast. <laughs> forecast <laughs> for your astrological sign. Horoscope. Horoscope is the word. <laughs> All right. So what what does the universe see for you in Strixhaven for Great. each of these? Ooh. Johnny, oh. a new card will capture your heart and you'll spend months trying to make it fit in with the lifestyle you've learned to love. <laughs> Don't be afraid to let go of what isn't working in pursuit of something new. Oh, great one for Johnny. Yeah. Great one. Spike. Embrace your competitive side as if you weren't already by immediately <laughs> identifying the best card in the set, but be open to the temptation of the overlooked and underutilized. Mm. After all, if you're going to get an edge on the competition, you can't settle for being just like the rest. Oh, so true. <laughs> so true, Spike. 
Vorthos, a new planeswalker will make you question <gasps> everything you thought you knew about the multiverse. While familiar friends are thrilled you made the journey to their home so that they can tell you all about it. Open your heart to the journey. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Timmy, you'll spend weeks thinking you're one school only to change your mind moments before the pre-release. <laughs> but don't worry, you'll find friends across all five of Strixhaven's colleges. And just because you choose one course of study doesn't mean you can't have a lot of fun auditing a few classes. <laughs> I've spent nothing in this pandemic but auditing a few classes, let me tell you. <laughs> I've been doing so many classes online. Oh, great fun. Oh, oh these man. are great horoscopes. Our our friend Pam told me about <laughs> some of the community ed classes that she signed up for. Yeah. Have you heard about them? Yes. <laughs> the one about evaluating your lawn, what? which actually sound, <laughs> sounded really helpful. Like, I do need help evaluating my lawn. Yes, they helped her, you know, decide what to do with her lawn. Oh, that's different great. parts of it. But she also to talk to her about it. She also signed up. For, <laughs> she also signed up for one called write an obituary. Yep, <laughs> that's the one I know about. Yep, and I was like, do you know what? Great five dollar investment. Five Why bucks not? worth it. Very worth it. Worth it. it. Well, if you're excited for Strixhaven and the horoscopes coming up, uh, they're going to do a stream to kick yes. off things coming up here pretty soon. Yes, uh, the 25th. The 25th. So over uh, over at twitch.tv slash magic at 9 a.m. Wait, 22nd? 23rd? 24th? That's Thursday. Thursday. Got there. Oh, I'm Had so excited. Out real slow, but... I love their kickoff streams. They're my favorites. Yes. Oh, we're going to get to learn so much. I know. Like, we get to see preview cards from the set we get to learn about the schools probably yes the last time we they did a preview set planeswalkers oh planeswalkers planeswalkers the last time they did one jimmy was on a viking ship with flames oh that's right <laughs> i forgot about that yeah, for call time oh yeah <laughs> it was an experience it really was <laughs> yeah with like guitar, guitar metal riffs in the middle of yeah. it yeah oh there was a band there there was a band yeah cool so we'll see what they do for strixhaven but yeah. um I'm I'm pretty stoked. Same. Before we go, Ultra Pro. That's right. Ultra Pro is the best place to go. If you want to celebrate magic art, that is just so amazing. Look at this. Look at this play mat. Look at this play mat. Look at this art. It's so good. What card is this? It's the all art for, right? It's the Kaldheim like, it's special art. Special yeah. art. They've got alt art play mats, deck boxes, and that kind of thing. Sleeves know. available from Ultra Pro for all sorts of cool alt art from Call Who Time. Who are you? Oh, gosh, this it's is so gorgeous. This is like the green. She's green. Things are coming out of her eyeballs. Oh yeah. There's cool people hanging out behind her. You're really doing a great job. Explaining <sighs> what's going on here? I am. If this okay, card style on. was available on Arena, I think I would know what it was. But yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not even available on Arena, and you can have it on a sweet play mat. A lot of people these days playing with spell table, using their webcams to play with friends, like the Time Spiral mm -hmm. pre-release last weekend. And if you're not doing on a cool, cool play mat, what are you even doing? Show off your style. Celebrate yeah. the art of magic, especially if you're a Vorthos. Ultra Pro has got it on everything you could ever want in designs, not even released on Arena. Um, I love all of their stuff. It's so gorgeous, and I love celebrating the art of the game. I mean, hey, I got half Vorthos answers on the Cosmo quiz. Yeah. So think about it. If you want, if you want some cool art in your life. Oh, 
It's just gorgeous. I love it. It's functional. It's beautiful art that's also functional. Yeah. You know? What more do you want? What more do you want? Like I bought an art the other day and I just put it on my wall. Can I use it for anything? No. No. It's just there to look pretty. This I can actually use. <laughs> Play magic. Use it as a as a giant mouse pad. Or if you're cold, a blankie. <laughs> Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five for this week. Thank you so much once again for hanging out. I hope you had fun with our Cosmo quiz. Yeah, I hope that you have a little bit more illumination around which type of magic player you are. Yeah, absolutely. Once you have more knowledge about yourself, you can only use that to grow and develop in new ways that you hadn't even considered before or change it completely. That's right. Thank you as well to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It really does mean the world to us that you're keeping this show on the air along with our wonderful sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Yeah, please head over there, become a patron before next episode. We'll read out your name on the show and you'll help us continue to cultivate our little, what did you call it? Microhabitat? Uh, yeah, our, wait, what was it? What did I call it? Niche? Niche. Our niche habitat. Our niche habitat oh. here in the magic community, yeah. which I think is such a good word for it. Uh, check out the Call Time Championship this weekend. Me and Megan will be working on it. Come yep. say hi and chat. Um, and, you know, have a have a great week ahead, everybody. And um, this is Asika. We just, yeah. we, we know that we now. We know that now. <laughs> we know that now. <laughs>